Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. This is the channel where women from all walks of life can stop by, get tools and resources to help them thrive 360 in mind, body, spirit, and finances. I invite you to stay connected, subscribe to this channel, and visit me online at thecindyrayan.com. Now for today's segment. Hello. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Mama's Cheerleader. So super excited today, as usual. Always happy to see another day. Um, let's start off with a little housekeeping with our power quote of the day. And it is actually to plant a garden is to believe in tomorrow. And that's an unknown author. Basically, how I took that is that whenever you plant a garden, there's faith and hope that things are going to spring up. You're going to get your flowers and your fruits and all those good things. So to plant a garden is to hope for tomorrow. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Amy Novotny. She's an entrepreneur, doctor of PT. She'll tell us what that is. Breathing pain specialist, speaker, author, and ultra marathon. How about that? How are you doing, Dr. Amy? I'm doing well, Cindy. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. You are quite welcome. Quite welcome. So what's going on in your land? Tell us what's going on with you. What got you started? Mm -hmm. um, how do you pronounce your um, institute, your firm? Mm -hmm. So I, I call it PABR. You can say P-A-B-R, but PABR, it stands for Pain Awareness Breathing Relief. Okay. So it, it's a little bit of a story to the how I got here. If you don't mind, I'll share the, just the highlights. Absolutely. Okay. So I got my doctorate in physical therapy. And I did that for about five years and I felt like something was missing. It would work for people, but people in chronic pain and who had real severe issues didn't really work so well. It kind of helped them a little bit, but not really. And at the same time, I was training to qualify for the Boston Marathon. I had run a few marathons already. And I took some course with it, coursework that just got me thinking differently. And I started just playing with my own body position and my breathing mechanics, which is different than breath work out there. So a lot of breath work looks at patterns of breathing and that this is completely different. I was going to like to the science, the anatomy. And when I was running on a treadmill, I did eight miles, three times a week in 55 minutes. So just under a seven minute mile pace. And when I was running, I realized if, if I changed my body position and my breathing mechanics, I could get myself out of pain. I didn't have to stretch. I didn't have to foam roll. I didn't have to scrape. I didn't have to do all those things that I was telling my patients to do at the time. I was like, okay, what just happened here? So I changed things and I started just implementing this and experimenting on myself, using myself as a guinea pig. The next marathon I ran, I ran seven minutes faster, no other changes. Wow. The one after that ran another seven minutes. I was blowing through the qualifying times for Boston. And I'm like a regular Joe Schmo. I'm not like world famous athlete or anything like that. I just started running a few years prior and was like, oh, see if I can run a marathon. And so what I realized was I started to calm down the nervous system. I started to get my body to release tension that had been built up based on stressors, whether it was a physical stressor, mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever it was, I could calm myself down to release my body. So it was back to free flowing. 
And so I started implementing this and developing this process that I call the Paver Method. And that got me eventually to be hired by a world famous photographer to travel around the world with him to keep him out of two major surgeries. Wow. Uh, what took me to the Arctic and all the way to the Antarctic. And if you can see in the video, I have pictures of the penguins that I photographed in Antarctica. And from there, once I finished that, I decided I need to start a business because if I go and work for someone else and continue to do physical therapy work, I will be missing out on this whole process that I've developed and sharing it with the world and helping people are really suffering with chronic pain, stress, anxiety, insomnia, and who are going in for surgeries when they don't often need them. Wow, wow. Yeah. So is this like, um, it sounds like focused breathing, but at a higher level. So mm -hmm. you're saying that basically to control your breathing or tell me about that, how was that? <laughs> so, <laughs> Yes, it's not focused breathing. Um, so it's focusing on the fight or flight nervous system. Okay, so you know how the fight or flight nervous system ramps you up and puts you kind of on high alert garden mode. What we're doing is we're working on giving you control to change it without just thinking, okay, I have no control over it. We want you to change that. And what we're doing is changing how you position your rib cage so that your back muscles are not overworking and stimulating that nervous system that lies in your back. Okay. And by changing the position of your ribs, bringing the front of your ribs back down, that allows you to support your diaphragm. So your diaphragm is used to breathe. So this whole notion that belly breathing is diaphragmatic breathing. No, it's not. When you breathe into your belly and you push your belly out, you're distending your abdominal contents in your abdominal wall. It doesn't mean your diaphragm is somehow coming down because when most people breathe in and they push their belly out, they're lifting up their ribs, but the ribs staying down is actually what supports the diaphragm. So we have to get the ribs back into where they are designed to be. So the back muscles stop compressing on the nervous system that puts you in a ramped up mode. Then you're supporting your diaphragm and now your diaphragm can stimulate the nerve that calms you down your vagus nerve. So what we're doing is changing how you hold yourself and how you breathe so that you can feel your body relax. And it's not just, Hey, Cindy, you should relax. It's not that at all. A lot of people don't know how to relax because their body's not in a position that allows them to relax. So we're giving them permission to do that by changing how they hold themselves so they can sense and feel their body differently. And they can sense and feel the muscles relax, the stress go down, all of those things. Good. That's interesting. That is so interesting. So, um, things like, I guess, chronic pain mm -hmm. is that what address like chronic pain, um, arthritis or um, fibromyalgia, mm -hmm. something all of those, even acute pain too. So it, it works for in all the scenarios, but let's, let's talk about chronic pain. So when, when someone has chronic pain, it's been there for a long period of time, they've usually exhausted the help out there and they can't figure out what to do. The thing that hasn't been addressed is their nervous system. So when they get ramped up, whether it's a stressor, family, work, job, finances, whatever it is, the muscles start to contract without their awareness. This happens. We know we, we always hear about cortisol levels going up, adrenaline going up when you're stressed, 
but no one ever talks about your muscles contracting without you even realizing it. And it puts you in a garden mode. Let's say you hear a really loud bang. Most of us are going to jump and get startled. Our muscles will tighten up and you might feel that. And you might kind of recollect when I'm talking about that. Okay. Yeah, I can understand that. That happens. There you go. Yes. Your muscles tighten up. But the problem is we don't know how to release them because we're never taught to do that. Even if we know that we're safe, even if we know that we're no longer in danger, our nervous system is still trained to keep us guarded. And if we don't release that, you're going to continue to stay guarded. This happens, like you said, with car accidents, the tissues heal but the person still has neck pain, back pain, whatever pain. And it's because they've been trained to keep it guarded, but they don't know how to release it. And so what happens is those muscles start to pull on those bones. They pull them slightly out of position. It might not show up on an X-ray or a CT scan or anything else, but it's slowly pulling them out of position that leads to some type of compression or impingement in tissues butt up against each other. And what happens, they wake up the next day, they have pain, they can't get out of it because their nervous system has effectively changed. And now it's telling those muscles to continue to behave that way. So they'll go and see someone like a physical therapist or a chiropractor or a massage therapist and say, okay, push on this area, stretch this, massage this. And they may feel temporary relief, but they haven't changed themselves internally and told their nervous system to stop behaving that way. And that's where, that's where people get into chronic pain they go and try all these modalities, you know, and sometimes it does work. Sometimes it doesn't, but they're not making a change within telling the nervous system to stop telling the muscles behave inappropriately. So how does this affect, um, let's just say a person that's under high stress at work or entrepreneur that's always under stress. Mm-hmm. How does that, you know, how does being able to use your technique to control, um, I would say stress, anxiety, pain, because a lot of times stress and anxiety does cause pain. You know, whenever we're talking about an accident, if you get in a car accident or certain, you know, jolts or different things, it will cause pain. So basically you're saying that your technique, how does that help a person improve their performance? Be it as an athlete, be it as a professional, an entrepreneur, a person under high stress, how do do you uh, suggest or what would you suggest techniques to help improve performance. Right. So a lot of times we're taught and we've taught this from very little chest out, shoulders back, suck up your gut, stand up straight, be proud, have confidence. We overdo that. Athletes do this. Entrepreneurs do this. High performers do this where we get into that position. And what it does is because you're lifting up your ribs you're kicking in the back muscles and they're compressing on that fight or flight nervous system. Now your body's in a state of fight or flight. So you're diverting a lot of your energy into keeping yourself in a state of fight or flight, even if you're safe. And so you're taking energy away from your strength, your agility, your power, your endurance. If you're an athlete, you're taking away energy from your executive functions, thinking, being creative, analyzing, whatever you're taking that away focus attention if you're an entrepreneur so when we get you to change your position and change your mechanics you can you literally and i'm not just like saying it's all in your head you literally can feel this wave of relaxation that goes down your body 
and you feel how your body calms down and you feel this sense of safety in it. And the key is then to stabilize yourself in that sense of safety. That's where the true key is because it's one thing to say, okay, relax. You can go to a massage therapist, have them pound on you and all your muscles. You feel relaxed after you get past the pain part. But then the next day you wake back up and you get, you're all ramped back up again because you don't know how to stabilize in that new position. So you can exist in a safe, relaxed position. So your energy can now be diverted towards thinking, working with people, playing a sport. And I've done this with NFL players. I've done this with professional golfers. I've done this with a lot of different athletes, as well as high level entrepreneurs, the highest that you can even imagine billionaires who are on and on and on, but don't know how to turn off. And they don't know how to relax and feel safe in their body without thinking that they're a slob. And so we have to work on that and make them realize or have them go through the process. So they realize that when they calm down and divert energy to what they need to do, they're more efficient. They get more done. They perform at a higher level and they feel better than they ever did before. And their loved ones benefit because they're more pleasant. Right. That's awesome. What would you consider one of your um, greatest milestones or success stories in what you do? Do you have one? I know everybody has one, that one customer or client experience that just stuck out. I have a couple. I mean, there's one on a famous level I can talk about, but then there's one on like, I would say a health level that is, is very just, it's powerful because it gives people hope when they think there's no hope. So maybe I'll go with that one where I started working with a lady. She was in her early 70s, 72, 73, and she had had chronic knee pain for decades. She had been doing injections three times a year for many years. She'd been doing daily anti-inflammatory tablets, pills for over 10 years. And she had, she was in the medical profession. She was a psychologist at the time. She hadn't yet retired and it was limiting her ability to walk. And she, one of her side hobbies was to travel around the world, photographing wildlife and nature. And that gave her a lot of peace. And so we started working together in June of 2016. She was scheduled for a knee replacement in August of 2016. She didn't want it, but she had tried everything else. So she wouldn't let me touch her knee, which is fine. She had had so much trauma and pain regarding that knee. And I don't need to touch anyone. And we do this on Zoom now. But what we did is we taught her how to calm down her nervous system. We changed her breathing mechanics. We changed the way that she held herself, never taught, never touched her knee. And she came back the next session. She said, how quickly is this supposed to happen? I said, it can happen quickly. You can get pain re relief very quickly, but you're not stable. And she said, I don't feel pain anymore, but I don't believe in this process yet. And I said, it's okay. We did another session that week and she still didn't have pain. And in the second week, she canceled her, her knee replacement surgery. She never took another pill again. She never had another shot. And she's now in her, what, late 70s. She still hasn't had surgery, pills, or shots. But she learned how to control her nervous system. And for 
for people who think it's too late. She was not an active woman. She's overweight. She didn't exercise. She didn't always eat the healthiest. And so it gives a lot of people hope to realize you're never too far gone. Just because you are a certain age does not dictate you have to have pain. Just because someone tells you you're bone on bone does not mean you have to have surgery. And that doesn't mean that's the cause of your pain. We have to look at the nervous system. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense because as you were uh, talking about that, and even before I was thinking about, um, like we mentioned about the accident, those pinched nerves that sometimes people, you hear people talk about that forever and ever. You know, I have a pinched nerve here or a bulging disc here or, or this and that. And it's just amazing um, to even think that there's a, a process with how you, you know, you're holding yourself and how you're breathing that can regulate that nervous system. That is so awesome. Yes. And so- yeah, and, and you maybe you've heard of the word malingering. So sometimes people are accused of making up their pain or saying that someone says oh, it's all in your head. I have never, ever met anyone who truly makes up their pain. It's just, it's not just in your head. Just because it doesn't show up on x-ray, MRI, or CAT scan doesn't mean there's not a phenomenon that's going on. All of your stress that leads to pain, there is a physical change in your body. And I just, I love to put that out there because I don't want people to think that there isn't hope and that someone doesn't believe them because- I do believe they're right. They do have pain. Because it can't be detected. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yes. 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 Makes a lot of sense. So with all that you're doing, this is really awesome. I'm excited to learn about this. Um, How do you maintain your balance? That's the busy woman's question of the day. How do you balance that work-life balance, family, whatever activities? What do you do to maintain that balance and to take time for yourself? Yeah. So my mornings are very sacred to me. So I I get up, I actually do a little bit of what I teach people. I go into a specific position to get my body to fully release anything that happened in the middle of the night when I was sleeping and unaware. And then I typically get up and go outside and go for a jog. Um, At that point, I listen to podcasts, I study personal development, sometimes it's music, whatever, whatever I need that day. And then come back, shower, get ready for the day and start working with people. And I usually like to end the day with a walk outside as well to decompress and chatting with friends. I don't have a TV, so that's not part of my life. (laughs) Um, So I I do photography. So in the evenings, if I'm not talking with friends or hanging out or doing something with family, I um, process photos or go on adventures in the weekends or hang out with friends and have dinners or those types of things. It's wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. I always like to know how people find balance because you will you will realize, and I definitely have realized this since you know doing these broadcasts, we juggle a lot as busy mm-hmm. juggle a lot. And we're multidimensional. I don't too much like to say multitasking because a lot of times people have got you know 50 projects going on and nothing is complete. So we're multifaceted, multidimensional in the respect of handling a lot of things either simultaneously or in some type of, you know, tick, tick, tick order, some type of bullet points, some type of order. And so it's just always good to know how you decompress. Do you have any parting words for our listening audience? Yeah, sure. So a couple things I would say, 
is watch how much you hold your breath. Watch how much you suck your gut up and in. Do a little check with yourself throughout the day and see if you can catch yourself doing that. We often do that and don't realize it. And the other thing I would say is sit back in your chair, get off the edge of your chair, sit back, let your low back relax, get rid of that lumbar pillow, just let your low back relax into the chair, get your knees at the level of your hips, put some books under them, get them level of your hips. You'll feel yourself relax and it feels so good. Let sitting be a position of relaxation. That's what it's designed for. And we're confusing our brain when we're sitting on the edge of the chair or on a bouncy ball, trying to work and focus. Cause you're, you're literally diverting energy to your body. That should be to your process of whatever you're focused on. So just allow yourself to actually sit and relax. So you stop confusing your brain. That's amazing. That is amazing. Thank you so much. So how would people get in contact with you if they wanted to learn more about what you offer? Sure. So they can go to my website, paberinstitute.com, P-A-B-R institute.com. There's a lot of resources there. They do a weekly newsletter of tips and tidbits. And um, you can even reach out to me. I do free 15 minute consults to see if what, how I can help you and fulfill your needs, whether it's just videos or we work together. And it's awesome. We will have to do this again, like a part two, where you actually like demonstrate how this breathing is done. We'll have to do that. <laughs> this breathing is done because, you know, I, to just basically have a part of your body regulate those stress hormones and those stress tendencies and the tight muscles. This is awesome. This is awesome. I commend you. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you. All right. I've enjoyed it. We'll talk again soon. Thank you again for tuning in to Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. Follow me on social media at Busy Woman's Cheerleader. <laughs> Remember, together we write our stories, share our journeys, create memories, and leave our marks in history. Until next time, peace, blessings, and joy be multiplied to you. Ta-ta!